to episode 138 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Happy New Year, Melissa. 2021, we made it. Yeah, we sure did. What a wild year it has been. Mm. I so I I I had uh my first moment of 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 like what the hell is time? How does ta- uh-huh. time works since quarantine? Because I'm kind of a, sh- a shut in a- 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 anyway, so this whole like staying inside thing didn't really phase me. Mm. Thank goodness. I I know there was a lot of people out there that it has affected. Uh, but I was thinking about buying new house slippers. Nice. And I Good choice. Happened to find like I, I was scrolling through Amazon and I happened to find the ones that I bought last time, the ones that I have right now. Mm. And I looked at the page and it had a little mark on it. Uh, and it it said you had b- b- bought this one time before uh, at the end of March. And I was like, no, that's wrong. I yeah. I, I had these like longer than that, at, at least since j- January. <laughs> and yeah, I, I look at my my thing and apparently I bought them like at the start of quarantine and I, I just completely forgot. And I, I don't know, but I, I, like my mind was just like, what is going on? I, this isn't <laughs> how time works. yeah it felt like that was an entirely separate pocket year it it really does it really does but how was your holiday it's been a couple weeks since we've done a podcast i had a nice chill holiday i'm used to running around and baking all these things and delivering treat boxes to people and planning parties and you're all these family functions. Rocket, yeah. We give you cookies. You give us your fine company. Is the deal we run every year? Exactly. But it was a kind of a nice change to just have a quiet holiday at home. Just quality time with the TV. Me and couch and TV. Indeed. I got I got a new sign back there. My dad made us. Yeah, my dad. Uh, has this engraving machine and he engraved these sheets of like plexiglass and stuck them on led light bases they have a little sign that says melissa on air with a little microphone on it that's awesome that's it changes so colors cool. Maybe red. whoa it's red no it's green yeah we got Blue. where's where's the smooth face yeah Oh, fancy schmancy. There you go. I don't know how well you can see it from all the way back there. It's kind of a small sign. It gets a little lost. A little bit small, but we can absolutely see it. I'm zooming in now on on your thing. It looks good. Looks good. Yeah, I'm happy to have it. I'll set it back to. Come on. It's classic white. Avoid the distraction. As we have some very important movies to talk about. Yeah, uh, and, and as as you can see, I'm, all my lights are b- blue. Classic distraction. Classic. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Indeed. Uh, Melissa, what are we talking about this week? We are bringing in the new year with the Daniel Craig collection of James Bond movies. We watched Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre in preparation for No Time to Die coming uh, perhaps in three months. Hopefully, if things work out, definitely sometime this year. We think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a strange one because it was supposed to come out last year. Of course, got delayed. And I had been wanting to rewatch all of these movies in preparation because for some reason, this one looked really, really good. And yeah. uh, we also had uh, been watching Mr. Robot. So we had gotten a lot of Rami Malek, who is mm -hmm. also going to be in No Time to Die as one of the main villains, uh, if not yeah. the main vi vi villain. Yeah, I don't know who our sub villains are. And I just for some reason, it started making me think of of different theories. Like, who is this ca character? Like, who, who could yeah. he be? And I, I came up with a theory that I'm sure we will mention down down the down the road here. But I it yeah, it made me want to rewatch these movies and then watch Spectre for the first time. Mm -hmm. I had kind of yeah. fallen off of, of them and just been like, eh, they're who, ca who cares? Um, mm. But here we are. I have watched them. I've enjoyed them all. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk about them. Melissa, you are our resident James Bond super fan here uh, <laughs> at the Whatnots. I love James Bond as a concept. I've not even seen all of the films. I, I've seen Neither now all I. the Craigs like three times each. All the Shans, uh, uh, the, the one George, and like two Rogers, and like one Pierce. I haven't even gotten to Timothy. I'm on my way. Okay. You, you, you've seen a good handful. You've seen more than me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but yeah, so what uh, I, I guess besides the preparation for No Time to Die, was there a reason behind wanting to pitch these to me? Uh, I just love them. <laughs> They're just like warm lovely background not background noise to me but it's one of those comfort food movies as much as yeah. a gritty action movie can be a comfort food movie like, yeah. i think i pitched you these and like the the lord of the rings trilogy like it was movies i felt like <laughs> curling up with here on this quiet holiday break gotcha okay good stuff good old comfort food that's always a good reason to watch them yeah i've 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 been a a James Bond fan, but I like it. It never really truly stood out. Like my my mm. my big James Bond memory is playing Goldeneye uh, on yeah. the N sixty four, right, and just all the t time spent with that. Uh, and even in video games, they never re really recaptured the magic. Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, excited because uh, some of the developers of the Hitman game, IO Interactive, announced a couple months ago that they will be working on a James Bond game. And they are 
perfect for this. Nice. So I'm excited about that stuff. But yeah, James Bond has been there. He's been around. I liked it, but just never really got into it. Uh, So I think it was good to rewatch these and be like, okay, these are a little bit more connected than I remember. uh, Yeah. Stuff like that. So. There we go, indeed. Uh, well, I, ge- I guess, yeah, now that I have seen them all, or all so far, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed these quite a bit. I, mm-hmm. I liked them a lot. Uh, I, I think my favorite of them was Skyfall. That's the I think one. Skyfall's my favorite, too. I, I I think that one was like it it felt like it reached a pinnacle if that if that makes sense but like it, yes. it felt like they really found their footing with that one I I know Spectre mm. was good too I Spectre almost seems like an end to the series yeah um which is strange that they're because they're making a new one. Uh, after that but the, then again we also have had all this drama with daniel craig being like i don't want to be bond after the second one and then he's like wait never mind there's a lot of money and then uh, you know he, he's gone back and forth of yeah. whether or not he liked it or he didn't like it or he wants to he doesn't want to um so it's been a, it's been an interesting series it has been. Yeah, I was looking at these release dates and the last Pierce Brosnan movie, Die Another Day, came out in 2002. The first mm-hmm. Daniel Craig movie, Casino Royale, came out in 2006. Those movies came out in 06, 08, uh, 2012, 2015. And this next one is coming out in 2021. Like there's a much bigger yeah. gap between Craig 4 and 5 than there was between Pierce and Craig which is wild. And that's due to a lot of things. I think the production company just took a while to figure out what this movie really was. I think Daniel Craig wanted some time off to do other projects like Knives Out or Logan Lucky. Uh, The pandemic, of course. (laughs) That added like a whole extra like year onto this entire process. And yeah, and I, 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 because I, 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 I'm wondering if they were kind of not I mean, because there's tons of Bond novels and stuff out there like they have mm. plenty of source material to pull from. But I I'm wondering if, yeah, they were being like, we kind of ended this series. Now, what do we I- do? <laughs> So uh, there, there is still more that they can do. Yeah. Spectre does have a, it's bringing a lot of things together. And it leaves on a sort of a finale type tone, but it wasn't very well received. And I think everybody knew we can do better. We should do better. Let's do one more and make that the real finale of this arc we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'll be good. I'm excited for No Time to Die. Yes. Um, Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun fun finally getting to watch that film i am excited Mm -hmm. uh can we do like basic plot of all (laughs) of them in one go is that possible 
He's a spy. He's recently been given the double O status. He is double O seven. MI6 sends him on a variety of missions. In Casino Royale, he is to enter into a high-stakes poker game to stop a man named Lashif from winning the game and using that money to fund terrorism. And there he falls in love with a woman named Vesper Lind, who ends up betraying him. In Quantum of Solace, he's dealing with the fallout of that situation. Quantum of Solace takes place very soon after Casino Royale. Right, yeah. It's a direct sequel. And he encounters this mysterious uh, underground organization called Quantum. And he stops a man who's trying to uh, take charge of all the water in Bolivia, I think. And Skyfall, uh, an agent from M's past. M is the big boss of uh, MI6. Mm-hmm. An agent from M's past who she sold out in exchange for getting some other spies back on her team. That man comes back for a revenge mission and it ends up uh, with Bond taking him back to hiding at his old uh, family estate that he hasn't been to since he was orphaned as a child. Mm-hmm. So that's where they have their final stand against that man. And then Inspector... Uh, an old enemy from James's past cut. It's all old enemies from various pasts. He shows up with a different secret evil organization. It's not quantum. Now it's Spectre. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Spectre supersedes quantum. Learned that people throughout the first couple movies are kind of involved in this ultra secret yeah. organization, yes. Spectre, and they've only touched the tip of the ice yeah the octopus has its tentacles in many places and uh james is tasked with protecting the daughter of a a former agent uh who's a a a young woman who works as a doctor and those two end up falling for each other and he thinks about leaving the spy world behind to just lead a nice life with her indeed yeah uh yeah that's kind of about it that's a good overall uh <laughs> yeah in of, two of minutes i guess that's I what it is will say that i i i mentioned i liked the third one i liked skyfall the best yes uh, i i think i thought that had the best plot i think that had a lot of the best emotional payoff um but then it's also Weirdly enough, it, it, if if you look at those first three, it's the end of the trilogy. However, it's like it it seems more like a beginning in that yes. sense because they finally get more of the Bond, uh, just iconography and stuff mixed in in there. Yeah, the you've got money, Penny. You've got subtle you. with those. I'm yeah, just like, okay, we have Bond and we have M, but that's kind of about it. Yeah, the. Casino Royale is the first Bond movie to look at this Bond and act like he is a beginning agent. He's kind of a rookie. He's just gotten the special double O status. He's just gotten his license to kill. Yeah, he's been an agent, but he's just now gotten this like special. You now have a specific license to kill. Yeah. So Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace were a bit of a warm up to where the Bond movies typically operate where he, he's just always been this and it's like an adventure of the week, you know, like right, a, yeah. an episodic movie. This one, it's got like yeah. a little bit more of a, a narrative arc where he starts as a beginner 
you watch him grow and you watch him go on more missions and become jaded and leave and, you know, take breaks, (laughs) fake his own death, disappear, come back, maybe leave again. (laughs) It's yeah. Yeah. You watch him grow into the role of spy and then grow out of it. Indeed. Last thing I will say about these films before we get into spoilers and stuff like that. I think these are all pretty adeptly written. Uh, yeah. I think they move at a great pace. Um, I, I, I think the one thing that these films maybe suffer from is not slowing down to spend time with these characters all that much. Yeah. There's, it, there's uh, it, it's supposed to be emotional moments in here or characters you're supposed to care about that, you know, bad things happen to them or something or and I, I just don't half of the time. <laughs> uh, and I think that's partly uh, because these films started out before the MCU really had a, a, a big impact on the film industry where you really yeah. got to spend time with these characters. And we kind of got That's spoiled true. by the, the MCU of just how much time we got to spend with those characters. Right. That, that no, that is a good point. Yeah. Even at taking the individual movies outside of the 23 plus films we've had to spend with yeah. these reoccurring characters. Within one individual film, yeah, an MCU title does have a lot of slower uh, character development moments. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I think within the Bond and kind of spy genre, I think this the modern success of the Mission Impossible films. I mean, they've always been successful, but then just like it, it, it like the three movies leading up to. Fallout were all incredible, and Fallout was spectacular. Uh, yep. We covered those two years ago, I believe. Yeah, uh, that was how we opened show. up 2019. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, wait, was it how we opened? Oh, yeah, it was how we opened. Yeah, because we opened 2020 20... with all of the BBC Sherlock. This is our second year in a row featuring a prominent British literary character. Yeah. Um, and so, and and one of the same a- 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 actors too as <laughs> the villain. Um, um, but yeah, like I I I think these Bond films were just doing their thing, and they were perfectly good films. And then the Mission Impossible success hit, and the day they were like, "Oh shit, we need to step <laughs> up our game a bit." And so mm. that's why I think Skyfall was so good. That's why I think they tried to do Spectre and be like, "There's actually this bigger thing," you know? Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully, No Time to Die is, uh, you, you know, still really, really good. I'm, I'm hoping. It, I, it, it I do is. have a lot of faith in No Time to Die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, but I say we do some housekeeping and then get into yeah. spoilers because we have a lot to t- talk about. Mm-hmm. If you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, if you like what we do, if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. 
Uh, we have a $3 tier with all kinds of exclusive content uh, on that. I uh, Since the new year has started, we need to get back uh, on the ball there and get some of that stuff rolling. Uh, I think we will have a new one, a new Patreon exclusive thing for crossplay. Hopefully by the end of the month, we'll we'll, we'll see how, how far we can get with that. Um, but... We also just did our five-year anniversary yeah. retrospective that went out on all of the feeds. It's like a four-hour-long celebration. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but we had fun. We ate. We drank. We played trivia. We played games. We, we Yeah, we did all sorts of stuff. We gave out awards. It was great. So please check that out. We would appreciate it a lot. Um, yeah. Welcome to 2021. Happy New Year to everyone. Yeah. Uh, we have high hopes. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out and supporting us for so long. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Sam. Indeed. Uh, with that, though, let's get into... Spoilers. Ooh, okay. Um, there we go. Spoiler territory. Melissa. Uh, mm. Casino Royale. I, yes. I, I remember renting this on Netflix back when they still did DVDs. Wow. Uh, we watched it as a family. Um, and I, I think we ended up... Well, I don't remember if quantum of solace was out yet it might have been in that like in between time mm. like we missed the first james bond in theaters but uh we can rent it on netflix and that's what we did and i remember it being really slow and boring <laughs> and i like so i i, I saw uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and Skyfall. I've, I, I had seen all of mm. those three. So Casino Royale, I saw a few months after it came out on DVD. Mm. I don't know how long it took me to see Qu Quantum of Solace. Uh, I don't remember when I first watched it, but oddly enough, that one and uh, Skyfall are the ones that I remember the most mm -hmm. um for some reason casino just doesn't stick with me uh, ah did it continue to not stick with you this time well all right so watching them now as an adult and not a young teen um yeah yeah i, I, I liked them a lot better um i could follow them yeah i still don't really I mean, I do understand Casino Royale. Le Chief is a banker to terrorists. Yeah. He took this money from one organization and invested that money in a way that he knew a certain terror attack was about to happen. So if he invests yeah. in this spot, you know, then that'll get a big return. But James Bond stops that terrorist yeah. attack and therefore he's like oh shit i'm out a bunch of money all these terrorists are gonna are gonna mm. come after me and so he has this high stakes poker game and i like 
I don't know. I, I, I guess just my like teenage mind didn't find that interesting. And it just like ground <laughs> to a halt of like you're shooting people, you're saving an airplane, you're riding these cars. And then it's like royal flesh. Straight really? Flesh. For- like it's just like like I and it's possible for them to make tension in a card ga- game. Yeah. I just don't think this is a great example of that. I, I, there are I still probably better it, poker I, scenes I, I, like in cinema. It's still a good movie, and they move things along. But, like, I, I, I don't know. Part of me thinks if this was more so about the card game itself, yes. I yes. think I might like it more. Yes. But they just don't really, really get into the, like, tactics of the card game all that much. They mention a, a couple things, but it's not enough to, like, get me invested mm. in the card game there. What, what's your thoughts on Casino Royale? I love this one. This one's pretty close after Skyfall for my favorite. I like okay. all the stuff at the actual casino. <laughs> For me, yeah. I think this movie starts when Vesper shows up. The first hour of this movie feels kind of slow to me. I like the stuff where he goes to, um, I forget exactly what tropical island he's on. Maybe it's the Bahamas. Maybe it's Jamaica. Maybe I'm thinking of Dr. No. I don't know. Think so. I like the Let's stuff see. on that island. But like when he's, the part where he's in Africa, the part where he's at the Miami airport, the part where he has to go through the bodies exhibit. <laughs> Yeah, a thing I do remember doing at this time. So they really did capture the cultural zeitgeist of going to a science museum and seeing muscle poses. I yeah, he's in the Bahamas for that first part. That's where he gets the Aston Martin for the first time. I like that bit, but like some of the bits around it move a little slow for me. One thing I figured out is that what I really like about these movies and what I come to expect from these movies based on what childhood me thought they were is that it is a parade of classy, aspirational places to be. So I love when he's like, yes, go to this resort, go to this glamorous casino. When he's just running through like that market or he's just at an airport or an exhibit I saw at my own local science center. I don't find it exciting. That's funny. Yeah, the, mm. that makes sense. Like, he, he, he is this big, like, international player. Yeah. Right? Where he's like, I'm in the Bahamas, and now I'm in Spain, and now I'm in Barcelona, and, and yeah. you know, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think these films have a lot of that. In fact, I think... The start of Casino Royale reminds me a lot of Dr. No, which we yeah. also have covered here on the on the review show. I don't remember what episode it was off the top of it my head. It was in Let September because we did a series called Shame Timber. Yeah, Dr. Uh, no was September 16th, 2020. It was uh, a- 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 episode 123. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Um, yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of like the start of that movie, mm-hmm. right? Where, yeah, he's in the airport, he's in the Bahamas or I think he's in Jamaica in Dr. No. Yes. Um, but yeah, he just, he's at the resort, he's on the beach, like it's, it's that stuff. Um, 
and like it still I, I i thought the start of that film felt more like a classic bond film yeah however i thought the casino in dr no was more extravagant than what we saw in uh casino royale the one with casino in the name um, <laughs> i don't know i guess it's maybe like, meant to be a more realistic hotel, right yeah like the hotel yeah. resort casino well, I think what the casino he's in in Dr. No is, first of all, it was 1962 where everything was very over the top. And I think sure. he was at a dedicated casino. And for these, he was going to these resort hotels that also had casinos. Yeah. But I, I, like, it, it felt to me like they were just like stuck in the basement of a hotel playing poker <laughs> in the private room. And, and like, that's fine it makes sense because oh, it's yeah. like a super high stakes game yeah. you want you know big sec security but like you said i want the extra the extravagance like i, I want mm. to see a spot like wow i could never vacation there <laughs> like that's way yeah. out of my we still budget it still um, is and this and is yeah. a legit the this is this is an above board poker game he's going to there's sure. like a terrorist banker going there there's we don't get to know the other people at the table. They might also be criminals, but the game itself is legally run. Sure. These don't yeah. ask questions about who shows up and what they're going to do with the money. So let's talk Vesper. She, I love she Vesper. She is a continuing plot thread throughout all of mm. these movies, and it looks like uh, she may continue to be in no time to die i think you, right you think so am i mistaken maybe i'm mistaken i thought for some reason maybe she was back and i was like i did all of these things i like what, what why you were gone for so long i thought you were dead no no she's no not. okay madeline swan is up. up to stuff i think i think vesper is dead although if she shows up again That'd be a wild move, but I don't know if I'd complain about it. Yeah, I thought you were dead. No, I had no time to die. I was dead. I had to go do a, 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 right. other stuff. <laughs> I have to go be glamorous somewhere else. I have to get back from my right. yeah. banking job. Oh, well. So, yeah, you, you said you think this first movie starts when Vesper walks in. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't What's like so the, the Hama stuff vesper i i like the rapport she has with bond i like how seriously it is taken like they have a real romance like he, they, they spend a lot of time together they really get to know each other and he does like he mm -hmm. writes the resignation email to him and he's like i'm done i know i've only been a double o agent for like three months but i'm gonna r run away with this lady who works for the treasury <laughs> we're gonna sail around europe yeah <laughs> he's just like it's it seems like such an impulsive move mm. but yeah their chemistry you can tell is just very much it it's like oh we hit that spark right away yeah like that's yes. interesting um and james knows what it's like to be an agent you know, he, so he he knows how difficult that life will be. And he's just like, I 
kind of don't know if I really want that anymore yeah. now that I found her. Uh, which is, I, I think, an interesting character point to James Bond. Because I, I think of the cl- cl- the classic J- 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 James Bond. And I really don't see that character tr- trait or those thoughts in his. I, I, yeah. I, I know there's, um, what's the one? It's uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, right? Where he gets yes. m- 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 married. Yes. So, yeah, like there, it's in there. But it's also that like one random weird G- G- James Bond <laughs> film, right? Right. Yeah, it's one where it's after Sean Connery left and they tried one other Bond with one other guy and it didn't work. And they're like, okay, Sean, come back. Yeah. So it's just, it's this weird character trait that I don't necessarily expect, but I think it adds a lot of emotional depth where he is not just this like classic secret agent that only thinks about the job. He actually wants to have a life somewhere yeah right yeah and this is the most flirt heavy of the movies sure. this is what i love about his relationship with vesper is that it is so dialogue heavy there's so many there's so much banter thrown back and forth between the two of them before they ever sleep together yeah. <laughs> i like that a lot i like how much time that relationship has to grow to the point where they get together and then from there's a bit of a montage after that after they do sleep together to where he's like yeah I, i'm running away with her <laughs> it yeah. is a lot of breathing room it is a timeline that you absolutely buy as supporting a romance this strong yeah and i think it's interesting that this has happened to him twice this is the plot of casino royale and of specter where he meets a woman who makes him want to leave this dangerous spy life behind and like go Find something quieter to settle down with her. Yeah. Well, what's uh, what's her, her name? It's Doctor Swan, right? Yeah, Doctor Madeline Swan. Madeline Swan, played by Lilaya Sado, I believe is how you say her name. I I don't yeah no. Uh, I I know her from Death Death Stranding, the video game. I didn't know she was in that. Yeah, along with Norman Reedus and uh, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen is in yeah. that. Yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff. Conan O'Brien? Game. Yeah, <laughs> Conan <laughs> O'Brien gives you a hat that looks like an otter so, so, so you can swim backwards. <laughs> what a wild game. What? Kojima is ban- bananas. Is he Anyways. the Q of that series? Uh, no, no, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, she's in, uh, she's inspector and it's a very different relationship though, but it, it does still take the same arc of like, Hey, there's this woman I've fallen in love with her. Maybe I want to leave the spy life behind. Um, and the relationship, like I said, is very different different because this i think their connection is less flirty more understanding yeah of just like hey i i understand you and where you've come from um which i think maybe makes for a better relationship in the long run yeah i don't know what he has in common with vesper except that they're both orphans which is something pretty important yeah um and I think 
this is kind of what I alluded to when I was like, and there's all this like emotional payoff and these characters that I think I'm supposed to care about. Uh, but I just don't care. Like I, 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 I think that was hot, but that was about it. Like I, I, I don't know much about her, her character. So it's just like, I know I should care about their relationship, but I really don't. Like I, I, <laughs> I like Madeline a lot. It's true that that movie doesn't give that relationship as much time and attention yeah. and breathing room. It's very fast tracked, you know, from when he meets Vesper to when he decides to run off with her is like, I don't know, a month and a half, which is still pretty fast, but it's enough time that you can believe it. But him sure. and Madeline have known each other for like not even a week, a very short amount of time. I I think what I appreciate about Madeline, I like that she's a doctor. I like the background that she comes from where she's very much like the serious career woman trying to mm -hmm. help people aware that she comes from this very dangerous background and has developed some skills to deal with that, but does not want to Wants to leave all of it behind. It is so annoyed at being dragged back into this. She's got this really antagonistic relationship with Bond at first until yeah. she's like, what? Well, I guess this is just what I have to deal with. And I'm grateful now that this man is here to kind of guide me and save me when I get in over my head and I can help him, too. And I like what they have. I wish that it did have a little bit more breathing room and I was talking to Jack about this. We watched this movie digitally together. Okay. And I was saying that Madeline has my favorite Bond girl wardrobe because all of her clothes look very attainable. Like they're not super sexy or super glamorous. Yeah. Like that beautiful, like blue silk gown she wears to the dining car on that train. It's very fancy. That's far fancier than anything I've ever owned, but it's, simpler than Vesper's dresses. I Something I connected to as a woman. I look at Madeline Swan. She feels more grounded. She feels more down to earth. She's wearing clothes that I would wear, that I want to wear. Right, I don't yeah. know. Like That endeared her to me a lot in a way I can imagine would not happen to you. <laughs> a Bond girl like one of us. <laughs> <laughs> right. I could be Madeline Swan. I don't think I could be Vesper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I liked her, but yeah, I, I think that was just my problem with a lot of these films and not, not just in the relationships that Bond has with these, not just in the relationships that Bond has with these women, but just in all different characters. Like, I don't think we got enough of, of Q or of yes. M or of money penny right like i like they 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 have good character let me see them let me mm -hmm. hang out with them you know give me slow right? more emotional moments with these characters um, yeah this like, is why i think i, 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 I gonna was say, just gonna say that there was uh, one one moment with money penny that we kind of get to see her yes. whole life yeah and there is this uh, scene where, yeah, she's kind of doing things for Bond that she shouldn't be doing that could get her in trouble. And it kind of puts her on the the out like that, that she has to be 
you're dealing with some stuff there. What mm-hmm. what is she dealing with? What, 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 what is she thinking? Like, I want to know yeah. all of that stuff. And we don't get that. Yeah, This is why I figured out why Skyfall is my favorite. For me specifically. It's that it spends the most time at MI6 with Bond's co-workers. Yeah. It, we're in the period where we've got Judy Dench exiting and Ray Fiennes coming in. So we've got both M's. We've got Money Penny. We've got Q. We've got Tanner. We've got the gadgets. <laughs> like it. Yeah. That, like it's not only the characters, but it's just the iconography in general, right? It's yeah. The, you now have the cars and the watch and this thing and that. You know. You know. I think actually the watches in Spectre, but still, like you have the cars and the gadgets and the characters and the women and the you know, like you have it all. It's like ah, yes. This is it. Yeah. This is the Bond this is also <laughs> This is also why I like Spectre more than a lot of people, because we spend time at the MI6 office. I like when we get a bit more of that in the Bond film, in addition to all the jet setting. Like we get the setup scenes and check ins back at the office and we spend more time with the, the MI6 employees. We see them all bond together to try and stop Andrew Scott's plan. I like that. I like seeing yeah. them team up with each other and get to work and go out into the field yeah that was a lot of fun indeed um yeah and i i think that one also just for the fact that they go back to bond's childhood home gives more background and gives this like okay yeah that's right he is an actual character he is an actual person right that had this life before all of this he is not just defined by 007 right um and you get to see like one of my favorite supporting characters is this is the game on on the the, he's like the the hagrid of of uh yes of james bond he's he's great i love him Uh, it's very charming yeah and, and like he just, I, I think that adds so much to the character, um, just to see that and spend that time there. So, mm-hmm. good stuff indeed. Yeah. Uh, did you want to mention anything more about like Quantum of Solace specifically? <laughs> uh, Quantum of Solace is the film I have the least grasp on. It's a a good looking movie. I like yeah. a lot of I like some of the settings and how they're shot. Uh, I appreciate the Bond girl in that Camille, I think is her name, where I've got I pulled up all these movies on IMDb. I can double check. Yeah. Uh, Camille. Yes. Um, I like her story where she's on a revenge mission parallel to Bond and they team up not mm-hmm. out of any kind of flirtation. Or, or like, I need to get close to this lady because she has secrets. They're like both honest with each other. They're both like, I need you to get to this person I need to kill because they wronged me and my loved ones. And they yeah. have like one kiss at the end of the movie that's like n- kind of romantic, but also like, phew, we got out of that all right. Okay, uh, it's, thanks, yeah, to, it's, thanks it's to the, you, buddy. It's the like, hey, I know we could have a good romance, yeah. but it's not going to work out. We know we both know we need, we need to go our separate ways yeah. and stuff. So it's like, OK, let's yeah. sh- share this one kiss and then. Yeah. 
It's a, it's a kiss of like friendship and gratitude. And for a time, we shared a very unique bond with each other. No pun intended. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that Felix is still in it. <laughs> yeah. I like Felix Leiter. I'm excited to see him come back in no time to die. Indeed. Yeah. I'm oh, and I really like the bit where around. I do like the, the Bond girl they bring in for this, Miss Fields. I think she might have been credited as Strawberry Fields, so they're kind Wonderful of giving name. a hint to the the very corny Bond girl pun names of yesteryear. Yeah. I like when she comes in, she's there to just take Bond back to London, like stop messing around. This isn't a sanctioned mission. I'm here to take you home. The next flight leads tomorrow, so we have to spend the night at this hotel. She's like, our cover is that we are teachers on holiday. So yes, it is a... You know, a very, very affordable, unimpressive hotel. And Bond's like, I'm not doing this. He's like, and don't he like, run vacation. <laughs> right. And he's, he's like, we're getting back in the cab and taking us somewhere else. And he walks up to the desk and he says, hi, we are teachers on holiday and we have just won the lottery. <laughs> Please give us your finest room. I like that joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like I... That was one when I was watching it. I was like, huh, yeah, I remember this one a lot more than I remember Casino Royale. Uh, and yeah, I, I think it's just the way it looks. Like like, like you said, it's a good looking yeah. film. There's a lot of like blues and golds and because they go out in the de 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 desert, right? And so there's just that, mm -hmm. like, oranges and reds and golds and it, it just looks good, you know? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's one of, let me let me see. Let me pull it up here. Uh Quantum of Solace. Something important about Quantum of Solace that I learned from listening to the assorted James Bond podcasts I listened to is that being a 2008 film, this was filmed during the writers strike. Oh, so yeah. When you look at this movie and you wonder if maybe the script could have used some punching up, could have used a rewrite, they legally could not. <laughs> So that's why it's it doesn't leave much of an impression on you. And it. Yeah, it, it doesn't totally come together. It's just a series of images without a very yeah. strong story to hold it on to. I, I, I wonder if this was them trying also to maybe be a little bit. Well, that's that's the thing. Like a lot of these Bond villains are kind of these caricatures of villainy right they do these extravagant yes. things that's like would anyone really do that right <laughs> like uh, yeah uh, who knows but like i we know that a lot of big corporations do a bunch of these same things i think these movies just put a face to, to it right like here's yeah. the one character that is doing this thing um, mm. and so, yeah, I, I think this is maybe more of a comment on, like, environmental stuff of, mm. of just like, hey, we need to be paying attention to that. Like, it it might be. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things of, of, of just like, I don't really understand what's going on here. I mm. guess we should stop this guy from, uh, I mean, well, he's he is doing something bad because he is stealing all the water from like all the surrounding towns and stuff mm -hmm. so he's basically 
killing all those people to do a bunch of stuff and things but it just yeah it's one of those things that just seems more amorphous yeah and the other movies have got very big villains Lashif and silva and the version of blofeld we get in inspector they're more of a classic super villain than uh dominic green is his name is dominic green that doesn't really strike fear into your heart (laughs) <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no but um yeah like he's he seems more like i mean you remember in what's he in goldeneye what's the name boris the i'm invincible yeah he seems more like that guy like right like he should be a cog in a larger plan and made him the villain right um yeah, it just it it doesn't hit as much, but it's still mm. I liked it. I liked the film. I'm like I, I like what's happening. I like watching mm. it. It looks great. But yeah, that's about it for that one. Yeah. Skyfall. Moving on to that one, I was watching it and I realized like it's the movie I'm the most excited to watch. I'm like, oh, this part's next that part's coming up. Like I'm yeah. so excited for all of these individual parts scattered throughout the film. Whereas with Casino Royale, I was talking about how I find the first hour a little boring and I'm like, okay, Vesper's here. Now it starts. Whereas I mm-hmm. think Skyfall starts strong and strong is more consistently strong. Besides the fact that it's just, we're bringing in all these elements that I love. You got the new M and money, penny and Q. Yeah. It's the most, beautiful film out of all of them one of the most absolutely. beautiful films i've ever seen thanks to absolutely. roger Deakins. it's 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 all the like ne- neon which you know me i'm a sucker yes. for you can see but yeah all the neon all the all the reflections and stuff like that i'm just like yeah they really stepped it up with this yeah to just make and they this go to look beautiful and the settings are so varied in skyfall which i appreciate like he goes mm-hmm. to a big neon metropolis you know he's there in the offices in london you know and their first building gets blown up and then they're like underground (laughs) then we're out on like the moors of scotland there's a scene where like he's pretends he's dead and he's on a beach we go to a lot of different places in skyfall and they all look beautiful they do yeah Mm mm-hmm skyfall i think i I mean I, i i guess we've kind of mentioned it but skyfall really feels like the one where they truly came into their own and was just like okay mm-hmm. okay now this is a james bond f- f- helm yeah um, yeah like he's not the rookie double o uh he he actually I, I, i'm i was about to say he actually knows what he's doing now no he always knew uh <laughs> yeah but, he's always uh, been pretty competent yeah but like yeah it, it just it feels the most complete yes God, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I think that's my favorite of the bunch. And I think it's also maybe the most, mo- what, what, like, I, I think the most modern are maybe Skyfall and Spectre in terms of, mm-hmm. like, the villain and what's happening. But I, I yeah. think Skyfall, especially since it's about a surveillance state, 
right? Mm. It's about just the, the these intelligence communities banding together to make this like global unified oh, yeah, intelligence network. And and what was that? I think you, <laughs> I might have misheard you, but I think you said this was in Skyfall. It took me a second. I'm like, oh no, I think that's Spectre. Otherwise, I'm really forgetting something. Well, isn't Skyfall the surveillance state, and then Spectre is the? Uh... Am I missing the, that? The, the surveillance no, state is the B plot of Spectre. So Spectre is mostly about Blofeld being the author of all of Bond's pain, but also he's working with Andrew Scott, who's like. I'm here to modernize MI6 and we don't need spies. We can do everything with surveillance and drones secretly. I'm here to turn all of this against you guys. Look at me in my big shiny new tower. Yeah, you're right. I got that mixed up. So then I will move my comments to Spectre. <laughs> I think Spectre is the most modern of of, yes. of, of them compared to, to like, I, I think Casino... Royale maybe feels like the most classic James yeah. Bond, right? Where it's like, oh, he's dealing with terrorist and a high stakes poker game. Yeah. Game. Um, and then, yeah, Spectre feels more like the world today of of just uh -huh. like, you know, there's cameras everywhere. Our phones are listening in. I have two cameras on me right now like my tv can t take the words that i say and the things that i watch and then facebook will uh you know make advertisements catered to me based on on that so, like i'm being watched there are there's so much data that is being pulled about me and you and all of that stuff and then mm -hmm. this is like Let's take that one step further and use that for intelligence networks and stuff like that. So I I, I liked that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, Skyfall. So then what was Skyfall again? Now I'm all confused, though. <laughs> Skyfall is Silva, who is an agent That's who right. was working with M in a Hong Kong office, I believe. And Hong Kong was going to have a transfer of power from Britain to China, I think. All of this happened in actual historical times when I was not born yet or very small. So I don't really know. This isn't something my history classes have ever brought me up to speed with. But so to get a number of her own agents back, she had to trade Silva. And she's uh -huh. like, I didn't like that I had to do it, but it made sense. Like mathematically, it made sense to give him up and get these other things in return. And he was tortured for months and months and months, never gave her up, finally decided to, like, bite the cyanide capsule hidden in his tooth. Like, I'm done with this. And then it didn't kill him. And yeah. he's like, I know now what the rest of my life has to be, why I didn't die. I have to take revenge on him. Yeah, it's uh, now that I do remember what this one is about. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this again, I feel like it it's the most personal yes right? we we get the most personal james bond we get the most personal m story we get the most the most personal time at mi6 like it just it is it's like 
all of the James Bond mythology talking about the James Bond mythology. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, that, that's why I think I really like that one is is because it, it just it's the most about itself. In a yeah. Way. Not that it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's that so makes in, sense. into itself that it's up its own. Ass. Like, it, it's 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 not that it's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I. It just. Feels like the most James Bond of them. It is, it is the most know. saturated Bond. Yeah. Pure concentrated high proof Bond. Exactly. I like the twists on these classic characters. I love like young prodigy Q. Q who's like 28 years old. <laughs> it uh, is preppy yeah. collegiate clothes. I like the money penny who I has been it. a field agent and uh, sort of takes a step back and does the desk work and ends up choosing the desk work i kind of admire like normally when an agent in any sort of an action movie does desk work it seemed to be like this is a step down for you right yeah it's like oh i've fallen from where i want to be like i've been put here by somebody else never nobody ever picks it so to see her say you know what yeah i think i am just going to continue doing most of my work as m secretary and i can do more action-packed stuff if the job requires it i like that that's where she ends up yeah it's an it's an interesting choice um yeah i i like her character a lot because they they still do have that flirty relationship Mm -hmm. that we saw in dr no right and it they nailed it it's perfect um Mm -hmm. right down to the like gift that bond leaves her on her desk which is only a cell phone to be like hey if you need to contact me while i'm undercover and stuff like that like here you know but it like yeah they have that flirty relationship where they poke fun at one another Mm -hmm. it's a little sexual Mm -hmm. but, but not but not much Right. Like yeah. they, they like never the- <laughs> go so far to 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 actually to actually like start that relationship. Right. It's like they're flirting with each other for sport instead yeah. of for like, no, I actually personally want to sleep with you. It's for sport. That, that's it's, a great it's target way to practice that. flirting. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And to talk and to talk about the M's, I like that. Judy Dench M is portrayed as a very important personal figure in Bond's life, not just professionally, but like he really they care about each other as friends that she's seen in I think Inspector uh, Blofeld's talking about or maybe it's Silva. Somebody's talking about like the two women in his life, taking away the two women in his life. And it's Vesper and M. And a lot of characters end up calling her mother. Yeah. Too. So she she is just this like maternal figure in this strange way. Mm-hmm. Especially to and I like James Bond. Yeah. And I like Ray Fiennes as him. I love Ray Fiennes in general. And I think I like the transition where he's like, yeah, you know, previous him, like, I fully respect you and what you've done. But maybe it's about time that you retire and we just change things up a little bit here. Like he's still a good understanding parental figure. I like that he didn't like take power away from her, that it is a 
uh, a transition that leaves us not having any bad feelings for the new M for Gareth Mallory, like the role that he plays in the team where he's he's also stern, but is like, yeah, go do what you need to do. I like that Bond can just completely play all of these people where he gets the smart blood injection. Which is a little corny. Spectre gets slightly corny. He gets this injection of smart blood that can track him. And he's got somewhere to be. And Q's like, well, the blood doesn't totally develop its accurate tracking abilities until after 24, 48 hours after like Bond gives him a look. I like how metaphorical and they can be with each other where Q gives him the watch. And he's like, yeah, it's just a normal watch. Has a very alarm has a very loud alarm though. Like we yeah. all know. Like culturally, we all know what's happening in them within their own culture, they know. So we don't need to talk about any of this. We we just get all these metaphors and asides about it. Yeah. Like it's it's not that's I, I think maybe one of the things that is kind of unspoken about Skyfall that I really like when they introduce the giga gadgets. It's this unspoken thing, right? Yeah. Of like, now we have gadgets, but technically we always had them because they're not like, whoa, this watch explodes. Wow, how'd you make that? <laughs> you, you, you know, like, it, like it, it's, it's not that. It's just like, yeah, by the way, the alarm is really loud. Yeah. Uh, and we all know. Yeah. And like, they're not phased. They're, they're not phased by the car having an ejector seat. Or right, the car having machine guns or a flame th- thrower. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like it's just a part of their day to day life of just what they what they do. And it's just like, oh, they just that just happens for them. So it's they're, they're, so they aren't sitting there just like, oh, wow, cool. What does this thing do? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you wonder if the car he drives off with with Madeline has an ejector seat? She threatens him with it. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he got an own ejector seat. <laughs> the safe family variant. The child safety lock on the ejector seat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a TV in the back and it doesn't play uh, secret missions. It just plays bubble guppies. <laughs> Keep the kids entertained. You go. So, Melissa... Looking mm. forward to yes. No Time to Die. What are your thoughts on No Time to Die? What do you think I'm, is going to happen? I'm very interested to see with the way Spectre operated, where uh, Blofeld comes out and he has some other name at the beginning of the movie. And then he's like, actually, my name is now Blofeld. I've taken a name from my mother's side of the family. Yeah. And like, He's like, I was your long lost adopted brother who you thought was dead. You know how I haven't been mentioned up till now. Yep. It's a this movie was heavily criticized for basically pulling the end from Goldmember. Like it yeah. was villains' his long lost brother. Austin Powers already did that. The parody of you did that. Why are you doing it? It is corny. And that's I the don't thing. mind like if they if they had introduced the fact mm. that he had a brother. Yeah, the brother is like mysteriously died or something back in Quantum of Solace. Yeah, like I think this would have hit a lot be- better, but at like it, hindsight is twenty twenty, 
right? Mm-hmm. Can't really do much with that. And I think this is also part of them through Skyfall and, and Spectre being like, we kind of need to build a little bit more of a mythology here because look at all the stuff that they've done in the MCU and Mission Impossible and all of that stuff of just like, we we can build this mythology and people will yeah. stick with it. Yeah. Like, they do references, but they're almost jokes, right? Mm. The like the vodka, shaken, not stern, the yeah. martini thing, like right? It's just like these nods to like oh james bond you've seen one of those films mm. it's like, well okay uh, <laughs> it's not really building a mythology but sure but all that corny i'm your secret brother stuff aside they try and pull everything together like lashif and dominic green and silva like that was all in like the, the stuff with vesper and quantum that was all blofeld pulling the strings he says to bond i am the author of all of your pain so to have that not be the culmination, to have an additional story beyond that, I I was texting Jack. I'm like, I wonder what Lashif's what um what's uh, Safin's role is going to be finally. Like, is he the editor of all of Bond's pain? How I am the what kind of villain of your <laughs> <laughs> what kind of villain is he going to be to the regional to follow? Manager. Of your pain. <laughs> what kind of villain is he going to be to be the final villain of this arc? I think I'm very interested to see what that is. And I'm most excited for Madeline Swan not only coming back, but seemingly being an integral part of the plot. Like this seems to all hinge on her and something she has done, some secret she's been keeping. Bond believes that she betrayed him. We don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for her to get to be that dramatically strong in this movie and not just, uh, con- you know, not only continuing to be a love interest and not just there for the sake of continuity. Like she's a real plot player. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about and look ahead. I I have the theory. It's mm. I, I don't know how much it will bear on the plot of of things, but We've I know we've mentioned it before. I think when we mentioned Dr. No and we talked about Dr. No. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking the villain in No Time to Die will end up being Dr. No or like their version of Dr. No somehow. Someone, mm-hmm. By the way, my name is actually No from my mother's side. <laughs> um, I, no, Marjorie I, I, No. I, yeah. Um. I don't know. It, it just the, the way the character looks. He has some like scarring on his face. Uh, the way Doctor No did. There is kind of that I- I- Asian influence to a lot of the set design and yeah. building that he is in. I'm there. so excited. I want to stop you just for a second. Say I'm so excited for this to be a villain who has a lair. Yes. Like the, we've seen other villains who have headquarters. And like the island where Silva is working, that place is pretty cool. But we're not there for very long, and it doesn't quite get to the status of lair. Yeah, because yeah. so what I'm I'm thinking is like maybe this guy, this uh, guy that I think is Doctor No, is he one of the people of Spectre that we just haven't met yet? And now yeah. that Spectre is basically dismantled, he's trying to pick up the pieces. Or 
had he infiltrated Spectre before mm-hmm. and it, he had planned to take it over and use it for his own thing, but then Bond messed it up and we just haven't mm. come into contact with him yet. Who knows? I, I, I don't know if Spectre will have much of an impact on this film if they're completely gone or if they're going to be like I, Hydra where you ch- chop off one head and two more yeah. grow back. I don't know. It's an octopus. Yeah. If you chop off an octopus tentacle, I don't know if that grows back, but there are seven more. So <laughs> maybe that's the point of the well, thing. Blowfield oh, was supposed sec- to be the head yes. of, of the thing, right? Yeah. Yes. So. Much like an octopus has a head. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> let's take talking about octopuses let's take a sec and talk about the uh opening title sequences to these four films because that's Perfect. an important part of the bond series Absolutely. uh did you have a favorite one uh i think skyfall yeah i think yeah. <laughs> again yeah, skyfall, skyfall is so good Skyfall's, it's the best song out of these four Absolutely. but i also really like the casino royale song the quantum of solace song is a it's weird as a bond theme but i guess it's okay as a song and the visuals for that song match with it very well i think that's a nice sequence to watch yeah and then the specter ones they go whole hog on the tentacles there's tentacles all over the place in the specter one yeah which again is like maybe a little too corny one thing that i noticed watching these is that all these movies have the same typeface Okay. And I don't I don't know how far back that goes. I'll have to watch some of the Brosnans and track it. Has this always been the same clean, classy sans serif font they've been using? I don't know. It just makes me feel familiar. Warm to see like the same, you know, not only the fact that the Bond franchise is structured as so that we know we can expect this cold open, we can expect this title sequence with this type of a theme song. We can expect the gun barrel. It's like, no, we were using the same font for all of the titles. And they're kind of arranged within these sequences the same way. It's yeah. always Aunt Judy Dench as M and Ray Fines as M. It's always Bond and then the villain, I think, is the next credit. I don't I like it. I like how consistent that is. I look forward to seeing this typeface again in no time to die. I wonder if this typeface will continue on to future bonds. No time to find a new typeface. Right. You um, know, maybe whoever no, we have after this is going to be a serif type of fella. That's something that I think makes the James Bond franchise special, though, is mm-hmm. this pageantry of yes they have a bond song they have the opening <laughs> credit. like it's it's a spectacle to see the right. opening it's like credits the olympics. of a james bond film <laughs> yeah it's like how you might not watch the olympic games but you'll watch that opening ceremony <laughs> but like they they have that it like they have the bond women right and it's like who's gonna be the next bond girl and it's kind of this this whole like pageantry and parade of like the cars and the women and the song and the listing of that thing. And it's like, it's, it makes it fun. It does. It, it makes it fun to, to watch that stuff. So it's, yeah, 
it, it, it makes that whole franchise special because I don't think anything else really has anything like it. Yeah, it's like you're playing an I Spy game where like you know there are things, literally an I Spy game, where you know there are things that you can count on that you can look for and just about pointing all of these things out and pointing out the the things that aren't only the box check of, okay, here is the Bond girl. But how does this Bond girl build upon Bond girls in the past? Or like the scene in Casino Royale where Daniel Craig's wearing those like those tight like baby blue swim shorts and he like rises up out of the water on the beach that is shot very similar to how honey rider comes up out of the water in dr no right like they've got this deep history and they can pull on any of these threads whenever they want to and it does make it a a very fun tapestry to watch indeed stuff yeah i'm i'm excited for uh no time to die. When is mm-hmm. that one supposed to be coming out? April second. April second. Oh man, still on track right now. Yeah. So here's what, here's hoping. What studio owns James Bond stuff? Is it? Mm, I think it it has been Sony because they're Sony? using Vio laptops, okay. which nobody else would do. But I think it's oh, a yeah. universal logo on the No Time to Die trailers that I just rewatched. I don't I don't know how it all goes together. But one thing that is neat about the Bond movies is that it is a a family production. You know, they're produced by a studio right. called Eon, which is an abbreviation for everything or nothing, because this guy who started it, uh, Albert Broccoli, like he put a huge investment into this. He's like, if this doesn't pay off, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. My career is in right. shambles. It's like, he kind of started, he bought the rights and kind of started this on his own. And now it's like his, his kids that run it. You know, we've got Barbara yeah. Broccoli and I think Michael G. Wilson's like a stepson. The fact that it's this family, you know, working with these larger massive studios to produce this. I don't know. It does give a kind of old charm to it. Like, I'm not just waiting on a movie from a new studio. I'm waiting on a movie from Aunt Barb and Uncle Mike. Indeed. Speaking of uh, the Broccoli's and the Eon films, I wanted to mm. read this thing out because uh, I, I, I thought this was kind of funny. So mm-hmm. apparently there were two James Bond films that were not produced by them. Uh, the first one yes, was yes. Casino Royale. Yeah, the uh, wild 1967 bonkers version of that yes. original Ian Fleming novel. I want to read the the plot of of yes, this. Yes, please do. Film. This is from Wikipedia. Uh, it says Bond is brought out of retirement to deal with Smirsh. Uh, Smirsh. I'm assuming is some acronym because uh, it's mm. in all caps, but they don't say what Smirsh means. Yeah, it's just a f- funny word, Smirsh. Mm. Uh, is brought out of retirement to deal with Smirsh and is promoted to head of MI6 on the death of M. He recruits a Baccarat player to he recruits a Baccarat player to beat Smirsh agent Lashif having embezzled Smirsh's money Lashif is desperate for money to cover up his theft um 
Let's see, skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, Tremble, who they don't say who that is, uh, stops Lashif's cheating and beats him in a game of Baccarat. Uh, Tremble is captured, tortured, and killed. Bond establishes that the casino is located atop a giant underground headquarters run by the evil dr noah and uh, he and money penny travel there to investigate this is where it gets bonkers yeah dr noah turns out to be sir james's nephew jimmy bond who plans to use biological warfare to make all women beautiful and kill all <laughs> tall men Leaving oh, him as the big man who gets all the girls. Wow. Uh, the casino is then <laughs> overrun by secret <laughs> agents and a battle ensues. Uh, but the building explodes, killing all inside. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that movie is supposed to be wild. Like it keeps jumping around. Wow. Yeah, there's like six different people no who idea. play a bond in it. It's it's very wacky. And then the other movie that you mentioned is um, so Ian Fleming. I think this is how the story goes. Ian Fleming, when he was writing Thunderball, a book that included Spectre and Blofeld, he wrote it with another author. And then that author contested for the film rights. So that's okay. why for a long time, Blofeld and Spectre were not in the Bond movies. <laughs> they were with this other guy. And so he made a movie called uh, Never Say Never Again, where he got Sean Connery to come back as Bond for just his own Bond movie, his own adaptation of the ingredients he provided in Thunderball. Interesting. Yeah, just it's a lot of the same Bond stuff, but just like this alternate sliding doors version that this other guy made once. Yeah. Huh. That's fascinating. Interesting. Um. Do you have final thoughts on the Daniel Craig, James Bond stuff? I, I think they're fun. Uh, I'm not a huge action movie person outside sure. of my enjoyment of spy movies. There are still times when I am bored, honestly. But on the whole, I quite enjoy them. <laughs> they always look good. I like the cast. I like the performances. Um I watched Skyfall on New Year's Eve and I watched it with my roommate who had never seen any of these. And this really isn't oh, wow. her okay. type of film at all, but she had a really fun time. She exclaimed like three times, he runs so fast. Who runs that fast? Wait till she sees Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till she sees Mission Impossible 3. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh if, you, if you're looking to get into the bonds or get somebody else into them maybe try skyfall first and then go back to casino royale i think skyfall okay. might be the most w widespread approachable of these movies yeah yeah and it's it like we said it's more exactly like what james bond should be it's and I it's think. so pretty watching skyfall yeah. and then the next night watching specter I'm like, this feels like going from Oz back to Kansas. Spectre has practically no colors in it. It's like the whole movie's sepia. Yeah. Hopefully, I, it looks like No Time to Die will bring us a, a more lively color palette. Indeed. All right, Melissa. 
Mm-hmm. I think that about wraps us up for the Daniel Craig, James Bond stuff. I, of course, I think we highly recommend those. Go check them out. Yeah. Uh, do you have recommendations for if people liked this, what else would they like? Yeah. If you want to go through the history of James Bond, one and I haven't watched all of these yet. I'm still working my way through it to catch back up to where I started with Casino Royale. One of my favorites has been On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is this odd one we've talked about where Sean Connery left and they tried to do a movie with a different actor named George Lazenby, who I think was like a model. Like he didn't really have an acting background. Yeah. So he's not the most compelling James Bond. And the movie it wasn't very well received, didn't work out. And then they went back to Sean Connery for more traditional Bond movies. <clears throat> but this is... A movie I really enjoyed. It's got kind of an odd plot where he does find this woman and he falls in love with her and he marries her. It's a mm-hmm. more sincere love story. So I think if you liked the, the tales of Vesper and Madeline, you would like this tale of Bond and, sure. and Tracy. And it's also beautiful. It's a gorgeous film. Very colorful. It's um, the, the, the setting where we meet Madeline Swan, where she's working at that, uh, like medical center, kind of a yeah. half hospital, half spa that's like way up in these mountains. That's a setting very much inspired by this clinic where Bond infiltrates in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. So it's also like Interesting. up there in the mountains, beautiful snowy backdrops. It's a great movie to look at. I think it's visually the strongest of the ones I've seen so far and does have the most heart and sincerity to it. Okay. Yeah, and there's a very lovely bit at the end with Money Penny crying at Bond's wedding that's like kind of a joke, but mostly like, oh Money Penny. <laughs> it's 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 very sweet Good. and sincere, and he kind of gives her like one last look before he drives away. I like it a lot. Um and I think we've mentioned the Mission Impossible movies, which are also Absolutely. fantastic, very strong. And another favorite spy movie of mine is Guy Ritchie's The Man from Uncle, which is based on, like Mission Impossible, a spy TV show of the 60s that was this obscure old thing that I only knew because my dad watched it as a kid. And I remember when this movie came out, people were like, who cares about The Man from Uncle? Of all the properties to reboot, why this one? Who is this for? And I'm like, me, it's for me. My dad told me about this thing and it sounded kind of neat. And now here it is in this shiny, modernized version that appeals to my sensibilities. It's so much fun. It's uh, not a full comedy, but it is more comedic, more lighthearted, more of a romp than your average spy movie is. It's so stylish, beautiful cast. It's a really fun time. I highly recommend The Man from Uncle. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, I haven't checked that one out. And I think they, because the remake starred Henry Cavill, right? Is, it's is Henry that... Cavill, uh, Army oh, okay. Hammer, and Alicia Vikander. And okay. uh, review show alumni Hugh Grant and Jared Harris. There you go. Good stuff. And Elizabeth Debicki. She's the villain of the thing. She's great. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, what would I recommend? So the first thing I have to recommend is Velvet, a comic mm-hmm. book called Velvet. Uh, I actually covered this on episode two of the review show. 
this was at a time when I didn't know what I was going to do because Paul just stepped down from the whatnot. So I was by myself uh, and mm. I did a short thing on volumes one through three of Velvet, which is the entire series, I believe. Um, mm. But that is a great spy story. And it is kind of a spin on a James Bond like story, uh, except it's what if Money Penny used to actually be a spy like she was in this Harry's mm. and has to come out of retirement uh and it t turns out she's a badass like mm -hmm. she yeah uh so if 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 you if you want good spy stuff i would highly recommend going to check out velvet uh which i believe is written by greg rucka i have the book on my bookshelf so i'm getting that okay let me I don't know if it's Greg Rucka, but I might be wrong. You're the guy who read it. Here it is. It is not Greg Rucka. It is Ed Brubaker. That's what uh, I thought it was. <laughs> but like, um, I don't have an, I don't know enough about comics to like fully correct you. Yeah, good. Yeah. So this is velvet let me see if you guys can there you go before like the living end spy book yeah what a bond uh, title it's, it's great it is exactly if you like this james bond style of espionage and spy action this is perfect um it's it's a great series highly re recommend it um it has all the action it has all of the love in Tourists and romance and stuff that is happening there it has all of the betrayal uh, and things like that. Um, speaking of Greg Rucka, though, if you want maybe a more futuristic uh, spy action, I don't know if you would really call, call it spy, but he has a book called Lazarus uh, mm. about these uh, kind of post-apocalyptic United States that has been divided up uh, into different territories by different like wealthy families from different industries. And each section kind of has a champion, so how mm -hmm. to speak. They're like their, their secret spy. Um, and they are called the Lazarus because when they die, they can come back to life. Mm. Uh, and so they, they send them on all these secret missions and stuff like that. And I've read a few volumes of that. And that one's really good too. I would highly recommend that as well. Um, what else? What else? What else? Do I have anything else that is coming to mind? I mean, if you if you want the like comedic spoof, go watch Austin Powers, right? I do enjoy <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah. So uh, there you go. There's that stuff. So I yeah, I highly recommend those things. They're fun. Mm -hmm. stuff there. Um, pitches for next week. Yay. First pitches of the new year. Yeah. So we I'll I'll do my pitch pitches and then melissa do you want to mention what we will be covering yes. at the end of this month yeah cool. okay um so i yeah let me do my pitches here i got a few different things here mm. try to add some variety uh 
to these three pitches here. So no actual like theme or like it's a new year theme, you know, uh-huh. none of that stuff. Um, pitch number one is volumes one and two of Magneto. This is a Ooh. comic book focusing on the uh, the famous X-Men villain. Um, and it's written by Colin Bunn, who you guys ah. might remember uh, we, we covered a while back on Harrow County. He wrote that book. Uh, mm-hmm. We both really, really liked. Uh, so, yeah, this is focusing on Magneto. I'm not sure where exactly in continuity this takes place. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't really know much about the <laughs> Is this X-Men. more of a fast bender or a McKellen? How old is he? I I think this is more of a fast bender. Okay. I think. Uh, but I don't actually know. Um, but yeah, so uh, Magneto had been apparently working with Cyclops and the X-Men for a while and I guess lost his edge. Like he, he mm. came soft. People okay. stopped fearing him. <laughs> and this book, he's like, uh, yeah, no, that's not good. I need to be a name that people fear. Mm. So this is about him kind of like rebuilding his le- legacy um, to be an X-Men villain that you should be scared of. Uh, so, like I said, it's written by Colin Bunn, art by Javi Fernandez and Gabriel Hernandez Walta. Um, I've heard good things about about this series, but haven't ever touched it. So okay. volumes one and two uh, are both available on Comixology Unlimited. I think it's only four volumes in total. OK, um, but yeah, we'll we'll read the first two volumes of that if we pick that one so that's pitch number one magneto pitch number two something we haven't done in a while here i wanted to do a compare and contrast episode Mm -hmm. i wanted to do this on gotham by gaslight oh this is an elseworlds batman tale um Let's see. It was written by Brian Augustine with art by Mike Mignola of Hellboy mm. fame. Um, and this is uh, about a 19th century version of Bruce Wayne making his debut as Batman as Jack the Ripper arrives in Gotham City. Um, the collected edition also uh, collects the sequel Batman Master of the Future. Um, written by Brian Augustine uh, and art by Eduardo Barreto. Um, So yeah, another story in there. But there is also an animated movie uh, based off of that same story. Uh, So I, yeah, let's let's do a compare and contrast because I think, if I'm not mistaken, the graphic novel is only like a hundred and something pages. Like it's yeah. a real short, short thing. Um, so I think that'd be fun to check out this Elseworlds Batman tale and compare it yes. to the movie. The graphic novel is available on Comixology Unlimited and the animated movie is available on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go. You guys can go find those things there. That's pitch number two. Pitch number three. Melissa, I had to throw this one in today. <laughs> it's Christmas the with the cranks again. <laughs> Christmas with the cranks again. No. Um, <laughs> No, we are living in the future. Melissa, the year is 2021, so we can now finally watch C-Lab 2021 <laughs> Season 1. I, I really appreciate this. This is great. So uh, this is a show that was on Adult Swim. I don't even know if I can really tell you what the plot of this show is, uh, but it is made out of uh, like stock footage of this older show called C-Lab 2020 uh, in which they reused the animation, they redubbed it, and they made their own sh show uh, kind of like what they what they did with uh, like Space Ghost Coast to Coast and stuff like that the harvey bird man show all of that stuff um i've seen episodes of this every now and then it's ridiculous it's stupid it it's funny uh Good season one adult i believe is only 10 episodes uh so it's not very long uh, but I thought I would throw this one in there because it'd be I, a lot of fun. <laughs> that That is a fun pitch. Thank you for thinking. I'm, I'm happy when anybody remembers the existence of C-Lab 2021. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Pitch number one, volumes one and two of Magneto. Pitch number two, Gotham by Gaslight, both the graphic novel and the animated adaption. Uh, and pitch number three, C-Lab 2021. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to pick C-Lab because on my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where my brother Jams and I talk about weird old kids shows, we have recorded an episode where we watch the original C-Lab 2020 and then compare it to some episodes go. of C-Lab 2021. I don't know when okay. that'll come out sometime in the next couple months. <laughs> so I've done that already Something to look forward to. Yeah, uh, I like Magneto, but spending that much time with him seems like a bummer. <laughs> Fair enough. He's a very serious, sad supervillain. <laughs> so I am going to go with Gotham by Gaslight. And I just flipped through our catalog of older episodes. We have not on our main feed covered Batman. You've We've talked about some Batman, Batman no. in our Patreon bonus episodes. Uh, Batman has shown up in other DC content we've covered on the main feed. You've pitched me Batman comics several times, and they've been interesting, but I've never thought that one. I'll, I'll read that one. No, but Gotham by Gaslight is a, a very specific, interesting title that I've been meaning to read for a long time. Yeah, we'll do Gotham by Gaslight. I feel like if, I, if we were to pull out any batman story to cover that seems like a good one yeah this seems like a good one indeed i've never watched it i've never yeah. read it uh so i think we're in for a lot of fun on a batman compare and contrast mm -hmm. e e e e e e e e episode 
Uh, so that's what we will do for next week. Uh, so don't forget to join us for that. Go check out all that stuff. But Melissa, at the end of the month, uh, yeah. we will be doing our next uh, end of the month special, I, I, I think is what we've kind of s- settled on calling them kind don't, of. They don't, they, we don't have, they don't official have real name, official names. End of the yeah. month special. It, yeah, this is our monthly ongoing series where we pick one title and we follow it through, spending one episode a month until we've covered the entirety of the thing instead of just mm-hmm. jumping around and picking a brand new thing week after week and we rarely see how the thing concludes. So our uh, new series we're going to be doing this with is the TV show Halt and Catch Fire. This is an AMC drama set in the early 80s about the dawn of home computing and about mm-hmm. these uh, business people, these sort of <laughs> revolutionary, it's like a businessman and like a computer engineer and like a hacker. And like they all come together to try and turn the industry on its head and disrupt IBM's whole hold on the computing world. Right. Yeah, I, I suggested this one because this is a title I've always been intrigued by. Uh, I like Tales of Archaic Technology. It stars Lee Pace, who I love. And this seemed like an interesting show to watch after spending last year watching Mr. Robot. These feel like contemporaries. Yeah, it certainly does. I'm excited for this one because, yeah, I've been interested in that show as well and never got around to it. Yeah, and I've never really heard many. Like, I know in general this is good, but I it, it never seemed popular or well-regarded enough that word of anything specific about it has reached me i know it's yeah. generally good but this is not i don't know what to expect i don't know what to expect except for okay. uh this 90 percent on rotten tomatoes recommendation and 8.4 on imdb good stuff and there are four seasons of this i believe so okay yep four seasons and it looks like there are 10 episodes each yeah, so January through April, tune in at the, well, we record at the end of the month. They, the episodes might release at the end of the month or the beginning of the next month. So tune in for Halt and Catch Fire. We will not halt. We will continue to catch fire for four consecutive months until we have caught all the fire. So we will be recording the first one of that on uh, Sunday, January 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it will be out and available actually at the start of February. So be on the lookout yep. for that down the road. But don't forget next week, Gotham by Gaslight. What we're going to be doing. Uh, Melissa, mm-hmm. where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. I already mentioned my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. And I want to plug the James Bond podcast, Spectre, special podcast exclusively for comedy, talking, revenge and extortion. It's it's one of my favorites. And I was on the episode talking about Moonraker a while ago. Yeah. Good stuff. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe. 
subscribe to us on YouTube, the whatnots.com slash YouTube. I think I have that set up or just youtube.com slash the whatnots. Uh, go follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Uh, yeah, and you know what? In the new year, go give us a kind review on iTunes. That's yeah. what I'm going to push this new new year. We need some uh, good ratings and good reviews on uh, on our podcast. So, so please, if you have nice things to say about our show, uh, go rate and review us. That actually helps us a ton. Um, I, I know all of the podcasts say it, you know, but it, it actually does help us uh, get out there so go rate and review us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts yeah so i'm not uh, an apple person i use the podcast addict app which has recently implemented recommendations and reviews so if you leave a review there i'll see it there you go indeed uh but yeah that about wraps us up for this week uh this has been episode 138 of the whatnots mm -hmm. review show we will see you all next week bye bye